What up, what up, what up? Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, what's going on? This is Across the Intersection Podcast. This is AJ. I'm in here with your boy A Swish. As always, you can ingest this wonderful podcast. You can go to our website, divemedia.co. That is divemedia.co. Our podcast is available wherever they are ingested. iTunes, Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and the Clouds of Sound. And you can hit us up on the socials at This Is Dive Media. Now, that's on Facebook and Twitter and the Grizzam. All right. And I'm at DeVenomous on all platforms, D-I-V-E-N-O-M-O-U-S. So your boy's a little under the weather, y'all, so forgive my voice today. Got a little throat thing going on, so I got a hot cup of that ooey. That's what you hear me drinking. Um, and Eve is not with us, so it's just a dynamic duo of the day. So we wanted to get a podcast out to you guys. You know, it's been a, it's been a couple weeks since we've done anything, so. All right. This is... Uh we talking um Don Johnson and Philip Michael Thomas. That's uh <laughs> Miami Vice. We vice for you, y'all today, uh, yeah. Well you folks that don't recall that Miami Vice. Or we we say um uh Jamie Foxx and, and uh Colin Farrell. <laughs> oh my goodness, no, nah, nah, I'm gonna leave that one alone. No. <laughs> We've been low managing Kawhi and Paul George style. So right, okay, okay, Kawhi and Paul. Yeah, I was thinking James Harden and Russell Westbrook. Okay, okay. <laughs> was it James Harden and Chris Paul? <laughs> mm. You know, it's funny. I was, um, you know, on ESPN yesterday, they were saying, is Oklahoma better this year than they were last year? I guess they were mm-hmm. trying to throw shade at Russ. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, Oak is like, I think, the sixth or the fifth seed in the West. Mm. So I mean, they are. They are, but, you know, I mean, Chris Paul – is uh, a, a very cerebral basketball player. His game is completely different than Russell Westbrook. No doubt. So it works. Like Chris Paul is not a dude that that misses the playoffs. He just can't get out the playoffs. He gets swallowed by the playoffs. Whereas you can make the argument that Russell doesn't miss the playoffs. But Russell, when he hits the playoffs, that's kind of like his peak. He can't really go any further than that. Mm-hmm. But um, Chris Paul can actually slice through and, and do some damage. No doubt. It's just amazing how much of these dudes' careers is impacted by poor general managers and things like that. Poor general managers? Nick Sam Presley's a poor general manager? Or um, uh, what's Daryl Morey? Yeah, I do. Um, I think Which they, one? Both? I think, yeah, I think both. I think that they're not as good as people get him credit for. That's all. You know, People say, yo, he's so excellent. But, I mean, when you look back in history, we, we, we're going to look back at that OKC team and be like, yo, they had KD, Russ, and Harden and didn't do nothing with that? Like, how do you have three of the best players of this generation? Well, three MVPs. Yeah, you know what I mean? And you did not – you only went to the finals once, didn't win any. I mean, people knocked LeBron and D-Wade for the Heatles for only, for only, quote-unquote, winning two titles. I'm like, but mm-hmm. you had you had KD, Russ, and Harden, and you only went to the finals one time. So, you you have to remember, really. I'm not going to take away from what you're saying because really, the big black eye is being up three one in the Western Conference Finals, and then losing to the Warriors. Y'all had them. <laughs> all y'all had to do was turn. In the words of Tyson Fury, turn the screwdriver. That's all you had to do, and they didn't do that. So that's always going to be a knock on them. Did you see? Did you see uh, the um, the heavyweight fight 
uh, last Saturday between uh, Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury. I watched the highlights. I wasn't going to pay that grizzly for that pay-per-view. I watched the highlights, and he destroyed that dude. My Yeah, God. I watched the fight twice. <laughs> uh, what are your thoughts on that? You know, I was, you know, my thoughts on it is I'm actually surprised no one has done this to Deontay Wilder up to this point. I mean, because if mm. you've seen, because I, I, I've seen some of his previous fights. Yeah. And he cannot box. And so. Yeah. Like, I was always wondering, like, yo, is somebody going to destroy, <laughs> like, is somebody going to destroy this dude? Because he just Oof. throws those wild haymakers. Like, so, the joints look so wild. So you, you call him Deontay Wilder the James Harden of boxing? Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, he, he has that devastating right hand, and when it lands, you know, he will rock a dude's jaw. But I'm like, for I mean, because I saw him when he fought Stavern. I saw that fight. There was just wild punches. Mm. That Ortiz fight was wild punches. Mm. The, that first wild uh, Fury fight was wild. Fury fight. Yeah. They, I mean, yeah. he just throws wild punches. He doesn't yeah. really have very fluid movements. Yeah. Um, so I'm just surprised no one's done this up to this point. That's all. That's you know. Mm, yeah, yeah. I I hear you. I hear you, man. It was so um, man. It was just, just watching that fight from the lead up and the hype and all of that, and then um, actually seeing it, and then going back over the lead up, it was just very, very, very revealing and telling and inspiring. In a lot of in a lot in a lot of ways, um, Tyson Fury and him are uh, just completely annihilating um, Deontay Wilder uh, was a sight to behold, and really kind of, in my view, showed the level of accomplishment a man can achieve, but also um, what a man is up against um, when you start playing around with resources, you know, um, it's not enough in this world. And um, this world and, and this world is a, in order to succeed, it's a competition. It's just, it is what it is. And um, what a man has to do is if he's serious um, about you know, getting the big piece of steak or getting his own or just getting the getting the resource, whatever that is, then you cannot, you cannot, you cannot underestimate your competition. And that's exactly what Deontay Wilder did. He did not change his approach. He never changed his approach. He's got that um uh and I say this very respectfully respectfully, hideous logo that I guess is supposed to be some kind of combination of a bomb and a puncher's glove and maybe like the eye of Horus or something. I don't know. But uh, he thought he was the Black Panther. You know, he came out in that knockoff cheap. He came, yeah, he came out like hybrid T'Challa. Hybrid Black Panther. <laughs> Voodoo suit. He thought, the, he, he thought the Avengers was coming in there to help him with Fury or something. Yeah, that's what he thought. And I mean, he spent more time. And see, that's the problem. That's a big problem with uh, our quote-unquote people is that we care more about the form rather than the function. We care more about our presentation and what we look like. Got to keep it fresh, you know, than 
uh, the things in which that happens behind the scenes, the, the, the technical pieces, the skills, the, the studying, uh, studying the weaknesses of our opponent and something that, uh, something that Tyson Fury said in the, um, pre-conference, uh, the pre, the, I mean, pre-conference, the, uh, pre-fight press conference is he said that like Deontay Wilder said something along the lines of, uh oh, um we don't. I'm I'm paraphrasing, but he just basically said, "You see, I keep the same people. I keep this. I keep that." Um, Tyson Fury's going around firing trainers and hopping from one trainer to the next. I mean, if he's the best, why is he constantly changing? He said that, and then Tyson Fury responded. He said, "I change boxers. I change trainers because I want to." I'm a believer that I'm never a finished article and there's always something I can improve upon. That's what Tyson Fury said prior to that fight. You know, and that's a, that's actually a really good point because, you know, one of the things I thought about, because I, I watched one of those episodes, it was online somewhere, the lead up to the fight. And yeah. they were interviewing Deontay Wilder's trainer. And I remember thinking, this guy... If he is a legitimate trainer, how do you not get Deontay Wilder to box at this point? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I understand maybe when he first came out, okay, you just going out there getting your feet wet. Okay, I get it. Right. But you've been champ for a minute now. <laughs> like, you've been champ for a minute. Like, right. at some point, you have to be like, yo, Deontay, you need to start throwing in some boxing moves. You cannot just wait for the right hand. You know, you can't just lose round after round after round and hoping you're going to get that right hand and you have to right. start. So, really, some of this I put on Deontay, but some of this, like that trainer, if I was Deontay, that, that trainer's gone. Like, you are gone. You so, he, apparently, according to, you know, according to these internet streets, he did fire his, uh, his trainer, according to these internet streets. But, you know, the excuse that uh, he was using was, like, he didn't want – he was upset that the towel was thrown in. Yeah, he thought he wanted to go out on I heard him say, I wanted to go out on my sword. I mean, if you want Tyson yeah, Fury to shield. knock your block off, he could have done that too. I mean, because yeah, really, that I mean, joint was over a couple rounds beforehand. When he when he dropped I mean, him I, with that gut punch, I, I was like, oh, that joint is <laughs> over. Yeah. I was like, I was yeah, like yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the dude from that old Rocky movie? Throw in a towel! <laughs> but, you know, the other thing that I actually thought about, too, and this is actually a really good segue, is the difference, you know, between Tyson Fury in the first fight and the second fight and the difference between Deontay in the first fight and the second fight is actually, yep. you know, it's like a, the, the scripture in the Bible where it says add to your faith patience and add to your faith this and add to your faith that. Right. Hmm. Like, like all those guys at that level. You know, Anthony Joshua, Tyson Fury, mm -hmm. Deontay, mm -hmm. they all have the raw natural talent. Right? Mm -hmm. You 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 have the that that God given ability to yeah. get you to that point. Now yeah. what are you gonna add? What are you going to add to that raw talent? Yep. And it's clear, like you could see Tyson took things from the first fight and mm -hmm. decided to add some more stuff to it. Whereas mm -hmm. Deontay was the same guy from the first fight to the second fight. 
Like mm-hmm. he, he didn't really add anything to that raw natural talent that he has. I mean, you know, that that power that he has, that's a God given. OK, you throw that right hand, you might drop a grown man. Hey, that's God given raw strength. Great. Good for mm-hmm. you. But are you going to add some good defensive moves to that? Are you going to add some good boxing techniques? You know what I'm saying? Like adding mm-hmm. adding to that. And so I think just, you know, for those listening, like anything that we're good at, if we're good at something, we shouldn't just rest on that thing. Like we, we shouldn't mm-hmm. just rest on the fact that, yo, I'm, I'm good at this, so I'm straight. We should always be in the mode and in the mentality of looking to add things to whatever we have a raw natural talent in, you know, whether it's a sport or a particular fine art or, you know, some sort of, you know, just trying academic. to be better every yeah. day. Continue to refine. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Continue to whether refine. Whether it's our character, whether it's, um, uh, I mean, just something like being patient or refraining or moderation or uh, discipline. That's a real big one, right? Like discipline enough to either held back off something or discipline enough to continue to do something, you know, whatever that is. And you know, one of the things that will help us to do that as we sort of jump into this thing here is continuing to get closer to God. You know, we, we haven't really had a show like this in a while. And so I, I thought it would be really dope to, discuss uh, a topic like reconciliation mm. <clears throat> with all of the stuff that is, is going on out here in these streets one of the few things that you hear is people being held to an account to their you know closeness to the father closeness to God continuing mm. continuing to be reconciled to God right so the the reason that I think it's similar to this is because what happens people make a decision for Christ, right? They they choose Christ and then they just sit right there. They just rest. And so that's how we get into the mode of, oh, well, everybody's a Christian. Well, no, you really didn't add anything to whatever it is you thought you did that one day in that one church when you was crying and the preacher was playing with your emotions. You know what I mean? Mm. You you didn't really add anything to the the presentation that, that was given to you where when you read the scriptures, we are, you know, we are encouraged, we are implored um, to, on a daily basis, add things to our faith, continue to build it and build it and build it up. And one of the things that, you know, we have to really continue to press into is being reconciled to God. You know, one of the one of my pushbacks when you hear a lot of these people talking about social justice and social issues I believe that there is some truth in that, but I think the areas where it falls short is where people will say, oh, well, we need uh, racial reconciliation or, mm-hmm. we need, you know, we need gender reconciliation or, or, you know, insert whatever the reconciliation that people say is needed. OK, mm-hmm. now those things are true in part, but I believe that if people are refusing to be reconciled with God, then attempting to be reconciled to another person is a futile effort because without the Lord, right, without God involved, I don't really have a motivation to be reconciled to you. Like when a when an African-American person tells a white person we need to be rec- racially reconciled, right, without God involved, what is their motivation to reconcile with you? They have no motivation to be reconciled with you. Just because they you you think it's the right thing to do, like 
Who's whose standard of morals is that? You see, what I'm saying like what you saying? Wait, wait. Who being reconciled with who? If African Americans are saying we need to be racially reconciled, right? We 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 need racial. I'm just using it as an example. Okay. We need racial reconciliation. Okay, mm-hmm. racial reconciliation. If African Americans are going to white America and saying, "Hey, we need to we need racial reconciliation in this country," without God's involvement, without God moving upon the hearts of people what is their motivation to be oh, reconciled oh. you see what i'm saying like they god is the one who motivates me to want to be reconciled with my brother because i'm continually being reconciled to him him being god if i'm continually being reconciled to him i'm going to have a motivation you know what i mean to be reconciled with those around me it's it, it's <clears throat> inherent but you take that part out, which is what the culture does. Nah, take God out. We don't want God in this joint. Back up off me with all that Bible stuff. Mm-hmm. But then we say, yeah, we, we need racial reconciliation and we need gender reconciliation. You know, blase skipping. And, yeah. you know, what people don't understand is I don't think that there's a motivation once you, once you take God out of the picture. There's no motivation for any of those things. Yeah, yeah. Um <clears throat> Sure, sure. Uh, um, I would, I, I would agree with that. I think, um, I think what you, what it is that uh, you have is a lot of people, um, or just a certain mindset that is based on uh, an idea of fairness and what is fair. But people, uh, they don't. To use a term that they like to say, and by by they, I'm referring to the 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 wokies um a term they like to use is to unpack that <laughs> the wokies <laughs> yeah unpack uh un, unpack that unpack uh what is fair or what what fairness means there's like this little image that floats around that talks about uh equality versus equity and there's like a baseball game and a fence and then there are people of three different heights it's like a tall person then like uh somebody a little bit shorter and then like a child and the tall person can stand and see over the fence to see the game and then somebody a little bit shorter is like um (laughs) standing on something else uh and then somebody the baby a little bit shorter and then they're like standing on uh, like something even taller. And so the idea is that equality, if they're all standing on the ground, only one person can see over the fence to enjoy the game or to watch the baseball game. And equity is like, oh, well, the person who needs the most help gets it so they all can like see the game. And then, <clears throat> excuse me. Then somebody came, which I mean, you know, that sort of that that makes sense. That that makes sense a little bit. Then you have somebody else that comes and just uh, completely changed the drawing, and then they took the fence away, and everybody can see the game. But the thing is, is that they said they're like, oh, you know, really the 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 fence the fence needs to be completely moved. And yeah, okay. So the fence, which which when you think about it, that means like you know the borders border should be removed or there should be no um there should be no guidelines there should be no rules there should be no accountability it's just remove the wall 
remove the fence. Right. Everybody can play around, see the game. Well, not play, but see the game. But that doesn't acknowledge that even if you remove the fence, every person, those three people all have different perspectives. They're not the same people. They don't have the same bodies. They don't, they can't see the game from the same, same vantage point. And just because the person's taller does not necessarily mean that he's better. He might be better equipped to see things from a particular perspective, but then that child is better equipped to see things from their perspective. Exactly. And then who's to say they all want, like, like the game is all that relevant anyway to all of them. Like everybody has their own advantages and disadvantages. It's not necessarily about everybody always trying to do the same thing. Um, there's a statement that gets said uh, by a number of people. And that's um, different um uh, the same opportunity or equal opportunity does not necessarily equate to equal outcome. Like if we're in a race, which the world is a competition, everybody starts off at the starting block, but the fastest person, the goal of the race is not to have the fastest person slow down so that everybody else can complete the race at the same, at the same time. No doubt. It's just that, to re- you know, remove the obstacles. But if someone's yeah. faster than you, then they're just faster than you. And you got to just, yeah, you you just take that L. Exactly. You got to work harder. And so the, this, this, the whole, uh, you know, what is, <laughs> what is fair and fairness and um, uh, all of that, like they, 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 they're, they're operating off of, um, they're operating off of this um, morality that they think, or fake morality they think they can guilt people mm. into uh slowing down and it's like no you, you it, it would it would have to take a particular perspective that um is is not is is not competitive no doubt right? and, and you would have to look at things you would have to be willing to look at things from that different perspective in order to even see all the things that you just said because yeah. all the things that you just said really require us to kind of step out of the Western American framework. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and that's what Christ calls us into, like a different viewpoint. Because, you know, I remember several years ago, this is, you know, probably almost a decade ago now at this point. But I, I can't remember the year, but it was earlier in the 20 teens. And I remember out in like Fairfax County, I believe it was the county, um, the county board. Or what's it called? The county council? I think it's the county council. They were going to- Talking about Virginia? Yeah, in Fairfax. Okay. For those of you who know, we in, we in the DMV. That's D.C., Maryland, Virginia for the- ladies. Department of Motor Vehicles. <laughs> um, but they were going to pass an ordinance because what was happening in Fairfax was a lot of um, families were- having many like multi-generations living in one home well the only caveat is these were those big 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 homes right those big mcmansions they was building you know Mm. almost 10 years ago right yeah and so 2000s yeah so what they were doing was making that hustle and you'd have like six or eight people living in like a million dollar home or million and a half dollar home and the the folks i'll just leave it at that they wasn't feeling that because what they did was they stepped out of their paradigm and realized we can afford a $2 million home. It may just have to be three families in that joint. So th- that's what they was doing. And mm. 
they were going to pass, like a lot of people were petitioning for them to pass a law that says only one family can live in, in like in this wow. particular part of the county. But wow. I just say all that to say is people were making moves, right? But what they had to do was step out of their current perspective. Like uh, African-Americans or Hispanics or, you know, East Asians, whomever. If you're going to try to compete with Caucasians in America on their terms, you will not win. Right. Just because they have a head start, they have a different socioeconomic status. That's just the way it is. So we may have to look at things from a different perspective. So I thought that was a really good example um, for trying to see a similar situation from another perspective. So when we complain about, yo, ain't nothing for us in the hood. Well, yeah, you might not be able to get a million dollar home. And not that a million dollar home is the goal. I'm not saying that. I'm just using that as an example. It may be something else. Maybe you start a business, but maybe you don't start the business by yourself. Yes, somebody else who has family that got money and other things may be able to start a business by themselves. You might not be able to do that. So maybe you need to get a couple of friends or, you know what I mean, build some better relationships and do some different things in order to start that business. So we just have to be willing to, you know, back to your earlier point, look at the same problem from a different perspective. But just kind of rewinding it all the way back, if, like for me personally, for a, a lot of these issues, and I like how you said that that term, wokey, um, the, the wokies, because they have purposely removed Christ from the equation, yep. you don't like people won't even have the motivation to see things from that different perspective. I just wanted to get a little Bible for everybody really quick um, and read a passage in Second Corinthians. This is Second Corinthians chapter five, right? So check out what's written here. It says, um, so then from now on, we don't acknowledge anyone from an outward human point of view. Even, this is verse 16. Um, even though we have known Christ in such a human point of view, we now do not know him in that way any longer. So then if anyone is in Christ, he or she is a new creation. What is old is passed away. What is new has come. And all these things are from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and who has given us the ministry of reconciliation. In other words, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting people's trespasses against them. And he has given us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God were making his plea through us, we plead with you on Christ's behalf. Be reconciled to God. Now, I just say all that because what makes me even willing to look at a scenario from a different perspective, the fact that I'm a new creation, right? God calls me out of this worldly system, and so I'm even open to looking at things from another perspective. Mm-hmm. I'm willing to see things and realize, all right, maybe I don't do it this way. Maybe I do it that way. Mm-hmm. Right? But you take God out the equation, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do what everybody else is doing because that's human nature. We want to run with the pack. Yep. You know, we, we, we want to do what the, what the in crowd is doing. And so yeah. I think, you know, for the for the wokies listening right now, you know, no no shade to you if you want if you want the SJW tip, a social justice warrior. Um, but you're 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 gonna have to reckon with this conundrum that okay, the liberal ideology says to take God out of the equation, but yet still keep all of his morals and his values and his standards. That is really paradoxical. 
it, it's an oxymoron that, that you're, you're going to have to contend with because you cannot have one um, without the other. Right, right. They, they, there's this idea of uh, they like to push love <laughs> and justice. That's the, those are the two things, love and justice, love and justice, love and justice. Uh, but then they try to remove the uh, person uh, or the, the the entity of our heavenly Father, they because they want they put themselves on the throne um, and they worship themselves. <laughs> Which, uh, funny enough, that's exactly what um, the Bible talks about and says that people would do and have done in time past. So, so yeah. When the when the scriptures talk about every person will do what's right in their own eyes, that's mm-hmm. that is literally what we're seeing now. Yeah, yeah. Um, follow your truth. Home. Yeah, follow your truth. Exactly. Do do what you want to do. Do as thou wilt, uh, which is the uh, the um, the first <laughs> and pretty much only tenant tenant of. Um, of um, Alistair Crowley's uh, Thelema religion, that is uh, uh, the one of the uh, big time religions in Hollywood, uh, is Thelema, and um, yeah, yeah, just do whatever it is. As long as you're, you're truth, you're truth. Man, I had a conversation with someone two weeks ago over a friend's house. Um, she she's all uh, asking me some stuff, and then I stated how I felt about a particular thing. And she was like, yeah, 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 that's your truth. And I said, well, it's the truth. <laughs> this is how I feel. It's the <laughs> truth. No, 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 it's your truth. And it went into this whole thing and we couldn't even get past that because mm. she's sitting there, you know, talking about this whole your truth thing. And I mean, part of it was trying to console, but then they just, they, they don't even, they can't even settle. This is why a lot of people can't get anywhere because they can't even agree on what's real and what's not. No doubt. Then that's, you know, those are seeds of Satan. Well, it's the time, but if you don't recognize him, then, I mean, he's sticking his foot out and he's hitting you all kinds of different arrows, but <laughs> you being slowed down and you don't even, you know, your eyes are closed to him. So what, what, I mean, where can we, where can we really go? Cause you know, how can two walk together? Unless they agree, that's in um that a- Amos, yeah, yeah. Is that I thought it was Habakkuk? Was no, it's Amos, a- Amos okay. like chapter three. Amos, yeah. okay. <clears throat> I mean, think about it, and you know, to to give everyone a a natural example, why it's so important to not remove God, and we getting real Bible in this episode. You know, y'all might not be used to this one, but you know, this is how we get down in the real yeah, life. Amos, the third chapter, the third verse. Yeah. Um. So. Listen to this. Like, if there were eight people, one person on every single planet in the Milky Way in, 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 in our solar system, right? So one person's on Mercury, one person's on Venus, yada yada yada, all the way to Uranus. Let's 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 not do Pluto, even though we, we could put somebody on Pluto too. It doesn't matter. And they're all millions of miles apart. Each person's millions of miles apart, but. All of those people begin to move towards the sun, S-U-N. After a while, those people will be much, much closer to one another because of their proximity to the sun. 
And that's how it is. If God is in the equation, we could be a million miles apart on whatever the nonsensical issue of the day is. Whatever the argument of the day is, we could be miles apart. But if we decide to be reconciled, to allow God to reconcile us to himself and we begin to move closer towards him, we will find that we would be much closer once we look up and realize, oh, because we are chosen to allow ourselves to be reconciled to God, we're now closer on these matters when we thought we were millions of miles apart. So that that's that paradox that I was talking about where we where we decide, yo, we're going to take God out of the equation. Mm-hmm. But we're still going to move. We're going to we're going to be reconciled. That that's impossible because if you take the sun out of the equation and I am on Jupiter, which direction do I go? Do I be reconciled towards Uranus or do I be reconciled towards Mercury? Or do I be reconciled towards Mars? Now I'm going in a million different di- directions, and that's the whole—that's mm-hmm. the whole your truth, my truth, his truth, her truth. Because there is no one specific direction that everybody's moving towards, and so people can say what they want to about conservatives and Republicans, and they—they they have their own things, and we may get on them one day. Um, but this particular one is is just the the paradox of the liberal ideology for those who claim faith in Christ. If you don't claim faith in Christ, yeah, you could do what you may do whatever it is you're doing. You may have your kids out here doing whatever, and hey, you know, that's on you. But for for those like who like doing weight, I wasn't trying to say no names. I, was, mm-hmm. I wasn't going to say no names, but you go ahead and throw them out there. Sorry, the he way, ain't listening. By the way, did you see that video that uh, Boosie put up about uh? He's like D Wade, don't do it, man. Yeah, 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 and 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 people were. Yeah, he said, you know, don't 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 cut cut his uh penis off, genitalia. And then and then um people were saying, Oh, you, like that's what are you talking about? He doesn't know what he's talking about, that you can't even do that until you're eighteen as a kid. But they don't understand Boozy was uh pun intended cutting the Wayne weight off at the pass. Mm-hmm. Because all that is is preparation for that act no that's doubt. all that is oh yeah you know and people say it's not like he said okay and if he did where would you be with that do you then put your foot down or would you say oh well as long as you know i mean it's his decision because you know like people they have the inability they have the inability to again draw lines mm-hmm. they have the inability to draw lines and and um i was i was listening to this one um this uh, 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 I I caught that other I caught the other uh, video, um, or at least a report about how he was kicked out of the Planet Fitness, um, based on like those statements. And it's like he didn't even say anything one wrong. Was it controversial? Sure, but it was a controversial topic to begin with. Right. And then two, he did not disparage anybody. He did not disparage anybody in that statement. So for somebody, if it is true, if it is true that he was kicked out of Planet Fitness. He could have a lawsuit on his hands. He could mm-hmm. sue them mm-hmm. because that that you're denying the person service based off of based off of something like he like a non-threatening uh, statement <laughs> over their Wi-Fi like to, that he posted to social media. That 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 right there. That right there. You could he could he could sue off of that joint, but. Um, there's another thing, man, that I was looking at, and this kind of connects. And that's I've been watching 
for whatever reason, man, you know, I go, I go, I go online and I look up different things to be looking different things up. And I started watching videos of teachers and why they quit. And um, it's it's been it's been highly uh, it's been it's been very interesting. Um, it's been very uh, <laughs> it's been a lot of confirmation. But I think a lot of it, uh, uh, a lot of teachers, man, they're quitting uh, the public school system mm. because they are um, they're, they're because of the administration. Because of the lack of uh, support that they get in these facilities, and they're essentially they essentially have to play the role of parent uh, to a lot of the children, and they are completely and wholly outnumbered. And there's a lot of accountability on teachers, but very little on the students. Um, the, the schools are motivated to uh, continue to uh, ascertain the child. Or hold the child because you know they get paid per student. Right, right. So they are very reluctant. They are very reluctant to uh, expel a child, um, and they that the it's to the point where teachers they can't even put their hands on children. Uh, they can't do anything in Oregon. <laughs> they they the public school system of Oregon does something called herding, H E R D I N G, and what that means is that if a if a, a child becomes disruptive in the class the teachers cannot remove the child from the class they end up removing all the other kids from the class can you believe that hmm. and they leave the child in the class that's crazy <laughs> so that is literally literally interrupting the learning for all the other kids for that one child and so that I was about to I was about to curse that dumb censored no child left behind uh, <laughs> act that puts everybody across the country on the same standard actually holds people back. See, that goes back to this old idea of what's fair. You see what happens when you implement this kind of stuff? Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're holding people back, causing way more problems, mm-hmm. causing way more problems because you cannot, you cannot exercise a uh, 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 certain, um, certain things in order to allow enable um, uh, uh, people to people to be their best. You think you're doing it, but you're actually not. You're actually causing more problems. No doubt. So I, I mean, y'all listen for everybody listening. I think in a lot of these areas, and again, this particular focus is specifically for anyone listening who claims faith in Christ. If you don't uh. claim faith in Christ, that's a different discussion. You, but for those of you who are saying, yo, you know, I I claim faith in Christ. You need, you know, for a lot of these areas, you have to make some decisions. Absolutely, you have to make some difficult decisions, and you know, we're we're not here saying that they are easy decisions to make, but they are decisions that have to be made and have to know, be made. And we can't play just, times you know, over. Yeah, we can't just kind of you know. Sometimes you know, we we may have the habit of if I ignore this thing long enough, hopefully it'll go away. If yep. I just kind of not look at it and you know and look the other way or stick my head in the sand like an ostrich, maybe this thing will go away. Well, ladies and gentlemen, um, things are not going away. Things are getting much worse. Um, so we just wanted to kind of throw that out there today, you know, to really reinforce the importance of being reconciled to God as a you know solution and as a remedy to many of the social ills. You know, we are asking people to rectify situations that they have no motivation to because we have chosen to remove the motivation 
in our ignorance, we have chosen to believe that we have the solution apart from God himself. And so we need to, you know, again, refocus, recenter and allow ourselves to be reconciled to him so that as we are drawn closer to him, we're drawn closer to one another. Right. And right. as we're drawn closer to one another, then we'll focus on the similarities, not so much the differences. But we can't right. do that until we're drawn closer together. So there are a lot of these different things that we're trying to do apart from the one who has the ability to do that. So we just want to throw it out there. Listen, if you got some, you know, you have some thoughts, hit us up. Don't forget, we have a Telegram group. Um, if you want to join us on Telegram, please hit us up. Um, we're on YouTube as well. Forgot about that. Divinimous Media on YouTube. Um, if you are listening to this on YouTube, please like and subscribe. We're trying to get that YouTube presence up. Um, yeah, and highlight us on the socials if you want the Instagram. I mean, not the Instagram, the Telegram link. Um, we'll definitely shoot you the Telegram link. We're going to try to get it popping back on Telegram. So anyway, we do thank you all for rocking with us. You know, whether it is boxing matches that go awry, uh, crazy classroom shenanigans, or just dealing with the Wokies. You know we're going to keep God in the mix. So, for A Sizzle, this is AJ saying peace. Later. No fun in their squad. There they go, they the sons of God. They the ones who done left the yard. When they come in, son, they rap hard. Sin, I no fun in their squad. There they go, they the sons of God. They the ones who done left the yard. When they come in, son, they rap hard. Squad.